Blog Talk Radio. Cowboy Mike. We're here on a special Friday night episode of the Cowboy Rise Again, because as we've discussed on our whiskey reviews and in our uh, blog, CowboyRiseAgain.com, as well as on last week's podcast, uh, we are tomorrow night going to be live at the rodeo. Uh, We're going to do some video content, uh, maybe some Periscope videos, maybe some Facebook Live. Uh, Check the Facebook page, The Cowboy Rides Again. Follow us on Twitter at Mr. Cowboy Mike. That's Mr. Cowboy Mike. Everything will be up there live, and we'll get it up on the website uh, just as soon as we can get it all edited and uploaded. Uh, so tonight's going to be a little bit different than usual. Normally, we show off with a college football roundup. A little bit different. We're going to do cash crops. We're going to give you cash crops for this weekend in football. Uh, put a little money in these games. Make a little bit more out of it. First one that we got for you number 22 Washington State at number 10 Colorado. Uh, this game I think is going to be a lot of fun. A lot of offense on both sides. Colorado's been putting up a lot of points. Uh, Washington State with Mike Leach is just a pirate ship of a football team. They score a ton of points. They play no defense. A lot of teams in the Pac-12 don't play defense. They're both 8-2. and two. Uh, They are both in line still for the Pac-12 championship because if Washington State wins out against Colorado and Washington in the Apple Cup, they would actually go to the Pac-12 championship game. Path as well, if they can beat, well, I shouldn't say easy, uh, it's simple. If they can beat Washington State, then they can beat Utah, both of those games in Boulder, and they will represent the Pac-12 South in the Pac-12 championship game. There's still an outside, and I'm stressing the word outside chance, that either one of these teams could make it into a playoff. Um, you would need something calamitous to happen. But as we saw last weekend, when number two, three, and four all lost, that's entirely possible. So uh, this is an important game. Colorado is favored by six and a half in this game. Again, it's in Boulder. Uh, it's going to be clear. Stadium covered in snow. It's not going to snow tomorrow, but it is going to be pretty cold. Give me Colorado. Lay the six and a half points. I think they're the more well-rounded team. I think their quarterback play has been very solid. Uh, Washington State puts up a lot of points, but it's tough to do that in the cold weather. It's hard to throw the ball in the cold weather. It's easy if you've got a running game. And Colorado has a better running game. They also play better defense. I would lay the six and a half points here on the first cash crop of the night. Take number 10, Colorado, at home against number 22, Washington State. Second game we got for you is the primetime game of the week. Number nine, Oklahoma at number 14, West Virginia. Oklahoma's 8-2, and two, West Virginia's 8-1. and one. This game has enormous implications for the Big 12 championship. It'll essentially decide it right here tonight. Um, and it also has playoff implications. 
because if Oklahoma, with that Houston beating Louisville last night, that loss looks a hell of a lot better. And their other loss is to Ohio State, who's currently number two. So Oklahoma has put themselves right back in the mix for a playoff berth because they're 8-0 in the Big 12. If they can beat West Virginia, they will be in the driver's seat. All they'll have to do is win the Bedlam game next week against Oklahoma State, and they will be in pretty good position if one of those top four teams stumbles. Uh, West Virginia is in a, in a weird spot here because they have the better record. If they were to beat Oklahoma, that's another top ten win on their resume. They were 9-1. They won their next game. They'd be ten and one Big Ten champions, twelve champions. I have a tough time putting that team out. I would honestly, I'd take them over Washington if Washington was a one-loss Pac-12 champion. Um, I think West Virginia's got a lot of talent. Uh, Dana Holgerson is that team playing exceptionally well. Skylar Howard is doing a really nice job at quarterback. And this game, this game might be my favorite of the college football weekend because it is in Morgantown. It's prime time. For those of you who have not watched a college football game in Morgantown, West Virginia, those people are crazy. They burn couches just as a a pastime. Place is going to be fired up. They're going to have all day to drink and get ready for that game. That is going to be an electric atmosphere. And Oklahoma is actually favored by three and a half points. I don't really get that line. I thought this would be a pick Maybe Oklahoma by one. Three and a half is too many points to give. Take the Mountaineers. Take the three and a half points. I personally think the Mountaineers win this game outright. Uh, I think this is kind of a coming out party for for West Virginia on the national stage. But definitely second cash crop of the weekend. Take West Virginia three and a half points against Oklahoma. The third and final one we've got for you on the college football slate is the 1030 game. USC, number 13 in the country against UCLA, unranked. It's at UCLA in the Rose Bowl. Um, I don't know how much of a home field that really is. They both play in L.A., and UCLA is having a bad year. They're down to four and six. Um, Josh Rosen is out for the year. USC is seven and three, and that team, since they started one and three, has reeled off six straight wins. They obviously just beat undefeated Washington in Washington last weekend, and they dominated that football game. That game wasn't close, okay? It was a lot bigger of a difference than what the score indicated. Um, Sam Darnold, since they've moved to him at quarterback, he hasn't lost a game. They have looked like – they've honestly looked like one of the top four teams in the country, even though they're not going to get there this year because of those three losses. This is a big number on this game. They're favored – technically on the road by 13 and a half points. I will lay the 13 and a half points and take Southern Cal. I think the Trojans are head and shoulders, the better team. I think the Bruins are in a tailspin. I think that the Trojans are just going to jump on them. And this game is not going to be close at the end. Uh, I, I think this could really, really be a blowout. This feels kind of like a 42 to 14 kind of game. Um, lay the 14, lay the 13 and a half points, take the Trojans. That's your college football cash crops, Colorado, West Virginia, USC. We've got two for you in the NFL on Sunday. A little treat for you. First game that I like in the NFL is the Buffalo Bills at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bills 
are four and five. The Bengals three, five and one. Cincinnati's favored by two and a half in this game. The Bengals are not a good football team. Um, Andy Dalton has taken a significant step backwards with the loss of Hugh Jackson at offensive coordinator. He lost Muhammad Sanu and Marvin Jones at wide receiver. That team looks like a shell of the team that they were last season. Uh, the Bills, on the other hand, you, you never know what you're going to get out of Buffalo. Uh, some weeks they look like they can play with any team in the league, and some weeks they just come out and throw a dud. But there are a few things that you do get with them usually every week, and that's good line play on both sides of the ball. Their offensive line gives Tyrod Taylor the most time in football to throw. Uh, that's a huge, huge thing because he, he's played very, very quiet very quietly, excellent football this year. I think the Bills have a quarterback for him. Percy Harvin's got another week in, so he should be a little bit more comfortable. The Bills can run the ball. Their defensive line is among the best in football. A.J. Green is going to get hit for Cincinnati. If he's healthy, he was limping the Monday night game against the Giants at the end of that game. I'm taking the two and a half points. Give me the Bills. I think the Bills is a better team. I think they moved to five and five. I think the Bengals are done this year. Final one we've got for you this week is New England at San Francisco. This is in a strange twist. The first time that Tom Brady has ever played 49ers in San Francisco, those of you who don't know, is from the area. Uh, That was his hometown team. He rooted for the 49ers growing up. That was his team, and he's never played there. The only time the Patriots have played there since he's been in New England was in 2008 when Brady missed the season with that knee injury. The Patriots that came out today are going to be without Rob Gronkowski. Obviously, that's a big loss. But that team is so loaded on the offensive side of the ball, I don't think it matters very much. Martellus Bennett at tight end has played fantastic football. Edelman, Amendola, I mean, Deion Lewis is back. They, they're they stacked. It's Tom Brady. It's the Patriots. They're favored by 11.5. I don't care if they were favored by 20. I'd still take them. Lay the 11.5. Take the Pats. That's as sure fodder a bet as you're going to get this weekend in the NFL. Those are your cash crops of the weekend. Again, Colorado, West Virginia, USC, the Buffalo Bills, and the New England Patriots. Those are the closest things to locks that you're going to find in football across the next two days. You know, I wrote, it a, I wrote an article a few, a few days ago. I said I thought there were three and a half teams to win the Super Bowl this year. And they were New England, Seattle, Dallas, and the half team of the Giants. Because you never know what you're going to get out of the Giants. But when they're right, they're really right. And they're one of the teams that can get hot like they did in the two Super Bowl runs. You can beat anybody. The Dallas Cowboys are a real interesting subject for me because of what's going on with Dak Prescott and Tony Romo's healthy. And that whole situation brings us to our next segment, which is no bull. I watched on Tuesday night when Tony Romo gave his press conference and I was astounded. I don't know that I've ever seen a pro athlete do what Tony Romo did. Now, I'm going to start this by saying I'm a fan of his. I think that he gets a bad rap. Over the last 10 years, there is no quarterback, none in the entire NFL that has a higher quarter passer rating 
than Tony Romo. Not Tom Brady, not Peyton Manning, not Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger. It's Tony Romo. And yet most people don't think he's a clutch quarterback. I understand that is an anomaly in pro sports. He came out and he took the pressure off his own team. Every week we've been hearing this controversy. What's going to happen when Tony's back? What's going to happen? Is he going to f- compete for the job? If Dak has a bad game, is he going to be looking over his shoulder? And Tony Romo took that away from the coaches. He took it away from his teammates. He took it away from Jerry Jones, who loves him like a son. And what Tony Romo did was he capitulated. He came out and he said, I'm going to do what's best for the team. This is Dak's team. He's earned the right to be the starter, and I'm going to support him. And I want you to listen to this clip from his press conference on Tuesday. I think you all know something magical is happening to our team. I'm not going to allow this situation to negatively affect Dak or this football team by becoming a constant distraction. Um, I think uh, think Dak knows that I have his back, and I think I know that he has mine. Ultimately, it's about the team. It's what we've preached our entire lives. Those aren't just words. Okay, when last year when Peyton Manning was hurt and Brock Osweiler came in, Brock Osweiler actually played well for several weeks. And it's easy to forget that, seeing what he's doing in Houston now. But he played really well. He beat New England, who was undefeated at the time in overtime. And this same question was being asked out in Denver. And Peyton Manning said, flat out, I don't want to be a backup. I'm not a backup quarterback. And that team had to deal with those issues and deal with those questions every single week. Tony Romo put the team, which is doing something special this year, they're 8-1, and one. they've won eight games in a row, ahead of himself. And I just think it's remarkable. For an athlete of his caliber, at his age, he's 36 now, he's at the tail end of his career, this may be the best chance he ever has to win a Super Bowl. For him to do what he did is just outstanding. It shows you the character of the man. He's not only a great athlete, he's a great person. He's selfless, and I applaud him for what he did. I think it's outstanding. And the Dallas Cowboys and whatever team gets him next year is going to be very, very lucky to have him on their roster. All right, let's play some guilty or not guilty. Okay, we have a caller. Big Al, you there? I'm here, Cowboy. All right, Big Al was with us last week. He was a big hit. So we brought him back this week to play a little more guilty or not guilty. You ready to go? Ready to go. All right, first story we got comes out of Trois Rivers, Quebec, Canada. This story this story could not be any better. A man was convicted last week in Quebec, Canada, of engineering a maple syrup heist worth eight. million. This dude stole $18.7 million worth of maple syrup, and apparently there's a black market for the stuff in Canada, and he sold it on there and filled the barrels that were supposed to have syrup in it with water. I'm going to charge this guy with being the envy of every Canadian. What do you got? Yeah, I think I have to agree with you. First of all, it is a sticky story. But... um, (laughs) Having said that's, that, that's witty. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, who would even think 
to steal $18 million worth of maple syrup. I mean, it's unbelievable that 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 could even come into your mind, that you would even want to do that. I mean, maybe in Canada, it's different because, you know, it's land of the syrup, kind of like Vermont. I guess maybe they love maple syrup in Canada. I think they just drink it. I know they do. I'm just saying it's just something that you, you don't really think about a lot if you're not in that part of the world and. You know, it, it's it's a, to me it is a pretty amazing crime. I mean, an eighteen million dollars worth is a huge amount of syrup to steal. What I don't understand is how is there a black market for maple syrup? I mean, I can't yeah. think of a product in this country that's legal that you can literally walk into a store and buy on a shelf that you could sell eighteen and a half plus million dollars of on the street. Well. I don't know if they're actually, you know, when you say selling it on the street, I mean, they, there probably is some sort of a, uh, I mean, syrup can be expensive. I mean, um, if you buy pure maple syrup, for instance, like in Vermont, it can be a lot more money than, you know, what you're going to buy in a supermarket. And uh, I don't know, maybe they have, uh, they, they know wholesalers or something, that uh, that you know they can buy the, will buy this syrup because they can double and triple their money in selling it to uh, you know to vendors. I guess that's the idea behind it. I, I it's just a, a crazy crime. I mean that's all I can think of. I don't think there's anything more Canadian than stealing maple syrup. I mean I, I wrote maybe hockey pucks or denim, but other than that, maple syrup's about as Canadian as it gets. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I, you I guess there Canadians. is a. I guess there is a market for it. Uh, there must Apparently. be. A, I mean, somebody would not have concocted an idea to steal that much maple syrup if they had no, no way of getting of getting rid of it. Now you got to move the product. Got to move it, man. And it is sticky. It it is sticky. It is sticky. Back back to the wit there. Um, all right. So I I think we're both on on guilty here. Uh, this this guy, yeah, most Canadians, so. I think would love to be this guy and have a basically a lifetime supply of maple syrup. Um, our next story, this one, this one makes me sick to my stomach. Um, a woman in Texas evicted, and I'm, I'm using air quotes around that word, her eight-year-old son because he voted for Donald Trump in a mock election in his school. She, when he came home from school, she had his clothes packed in a suitcase by the door. She told him he needed to take his bag and leave because we don't do Donald Trump in this house. The kid was hysterical. I mean, he was inconsolably crying. She's videoing the whole thing, which she later posted to Facebook. The kid's out on the street. He's saying, Mom, I've got to go to school tomorrow. She says, you should have thought about that before you voted for Donald Trump. She has his brother out there who's maybe two in a diaper and say he's crying my brother my brother and she turns around and tells him to be quiet otherwise you can go and live with your brother on the street the video is i think disturbing to say the least uh i, I i'm going to charge this woman with an actual crime and it's child abuse because i think that there's really no other way you can describe it what, what do you think about this well i yeah i agree with you except for one thing i don't believe the story i really don't what do you mean I, you don't believe it 
Well, I don't believe that there's. I I believe that the thing. I I believe that it's 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 fixed. I, I just do. I but I can't how? believe because I can't believe that. You think the kid was in on it? He's a kid. He's eight years old. He doesn't even know what the hell up is. He's eight years old. What do you think he knows? Mommy's okay, telling but how him, is it fixed? We're gonna we're gonna do some you know play acting in front of the camera. Whatever. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. Are you telling me that some parent, okay, I don't care what color she is. I don't care what, what her station is. No, it doesn't is, matter. None of that matters. That she's going to get so bent out of shape because her eight-year-old in school, a mock, fake, mock, silly kid election is going to get so crazy she's going to throw her kid out in the street and tell her other kid in diapers you can join him. That just sounds right. like to, it sounds to be fair. I, I don't believe she was actually throwing him out on the street. I think she was doing something that she thought her her defense was it was a joke. That's what she says. It was a joke. And well, if, she, if she's saying it's a joke, if she's saying this is a joke, then it's a fixed story. It's not real. It's it's a joke. But it was if real anything, to the kid. Did you well, see the video of the kid? The kid. kid. How do you I watch your kid, kid be that upset? Because the kid, obviously, of course it's real to the kid. The kid doesn't understand that she's being an idiot because that's exactly what she's being. But that's my whole point. But the kid doesn't get it. Is that what she did to that kid at eight years old? You're going to remember that. You're eight. You remember things when you're eight. That kid was hysterical. How do you watch your child be that way and continue with something? And then how in the hell do you post it on the Internet? Well, because everybody posts everything on Facebook and the Internet today. We all know that. Everything in the world is posted. I mean, just to get off the subject for a second, there was a guy, I can't remember his name, a CEO of a company, a real company, not some made-up company, that threatened with a deer rifle. And then after he posted it, realized, I think I made a big mistake, and said, hey, I was only kidding. Except by that time, lots of people saw it. The Secret Service got on him immediately, and he was let go from his position as CEO of a very big company. So when you say, how can people – look, the list goes on and on and on. There was another one, and you may even know this story. It was just two days ago. I think it was in West Virginia. A, a, a The mayor of a town in West Virginia and his I assistant. I saw that, about Michelle Obama. They posted, on, yes, on, on Facebook, a, a, a nasty thing about Michelle Obama. And how do you think that this is? people are not going to see this, and it's going to get back to you? People are just stupid. They're just stupid. I don't know what to say. They're I understand that, and, and I, I'm not arguing that this woman's intelligent, but what I'm saying is I don't know how, as a parent, you watch your child going through that and well, because you continue with it. It's awful. To start with. I mean, she's just an idiot, and if I had to, to, to guess, I'd say the Clintons are probably behind the whole thing. The All whole right. thing is probably st- how, how How do you figure that? Because she's she's telling the kid I'm going to throw you in the street because you voted for Trump, mean old Republican Donald Trump. It's probably Hillary Clinton behind the whole thing, saying, "Look at what this is doing to a, a family. It's destroying them. He's destroying this family. He's a terrible human being." 
Mother's I'm not sure what the point that, of that would be. The election was over at that point. No, the no, you. I don't know where you what 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 planet you're on. According Earth. to many people, the election is still going on. Don't you? Okay, read? well that's not reality. Yes, I know that. But don't you read that they're trying to get the electors in certain states to change their votes? So yes, when I've you say the election is over, happen. to many people, it's still not over. Those people don't live in reality. They're in denial. It is what it is, and the country is voted, and that's it. But I, I just – I'm sorry. I think that what this woman did is nothing short of child abuse. I, I, I think it's disgusting. I don't know how you watch your kid be that hysterical. And you, you make him think that he's going to live on the sidewalk because, because of your political preference. Well, they're just crazy people. That's all I can tell you is for whatever reason he's they're eight, doing He doesn't know things. anything about Donald Trump. He said he a voted these, for him because he saw him on TV a lot. A lot of these people just want to get on on the Internet and get the hits. And, and I don't know why. You know, people do that all the time. They're crazy. Why, why do people – Threaten people's lives and go on 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 social media and and make these statements for for millions of people to see. I mean, what kind of crazy person would do that? It makes no sense. But people do, people do crazy things, man. They just do. And I don't know. I don't know why. I I don't think the the person knows why. I really don't. I really don't. There's there's no answer to it. There really is no answer. You know, there, there's no answer except that maybe they just want attention or they, they, they think it's cute. I don't know how you would think it is, but whatever. I don't know. In their crazy mind what they think. But Well, I'm going to exercise some editorial control and say that I'm going to find her guilty because I think it's despicable. Uh, well, the, 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 the last story we have on guilty or not guilty is a 19-year-old Oklahoma man was arrested for uh, fleeing and eluding police officers a couple of nights ago. He was caught doing 208 miles an hour. And he apparently escaped the police and then went parked parking lot with his lights off and threw the keys out of the car. I guess for some reason he thought that would get him out of it. Um, I'm not going to charge this guy with anything because I think that if you're driving 208 miles an hour, I don't know. I, I, I've only seen that on this car track. If you're driving 208 miles an hour and you don't wreck that thing, you don't hit anything. It, it's I, I wrote. It's like what Ron Burgundy said in Anchorman to his dog when he ate a wheel of cheese. I, I'm not even mad. I'm just impressed. I mean, just think of all the all the people that this guy endangered. I mean, not alone just himself. The cops chasing him. I don't know where he was driving at 200 miles an hour. I have no idea where. Where he was just what, burning isolated strip of road somewhere. Canadian County, been. Oklahoma. I've never heard of it. I don't know where it is, it's but it's middle of nowhere. And, not a populated and, you know, part of Oklahoma. I, I, but I'm just saying. I mean, the, the guy's crazy. I mean, what what kind of normal person would do that? And then he thinks that he's going to get away from the cops by turning his lights out. And driving that fast. That's that's a real real good thinking. Let me not see where I'm going. I'll turn my lights out and the he cops parked. won't find me. He, he, he parked, which I think is is the fatal error in this. If you escape the police, why are you stopping? Just start driving like a normal person and go somewhere. Like I, I don't understand well, the stopping. Yes, well, 
one of two things happened. Either, either what you're saying is either he should have kept right on going, which would have been fine, but he probably ran out of road. I mean, unless he was I mean, that in might be. some, I mean, unless he was in some like desert or something, like in Vegas, you know, between I don't Vegas think they and have California. Those in Oklahoma. I don't think so either. He probably ran out of road where he couldn't keep driving that fast because think of how many miles you can cover going 200 miles per hour. Enormous you know, you're going to run out of, out of space pretty quick where you're going to have to slow down whether you want to or not, or you're going to just kill yourself. So, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't, this is just not a I very, you know, no, this I, guy I is, I he's out in charge, but he's charged. I just, I find it incredibly impressive that a, he was able to get a vehicle up to 208 miles an hour. I yeah, also find yeah. it impressive that the police were able to clock him at that because that means they were keeping some kind of pace with him to, to clock him at it. And I see, mean, yeah. it's, it's wildly impressive to me that he was able to control the vehicle and not wreck it because there are literally NASCAR tracks in this country where you can't drive 208 miles an hour. So for this guy to be doing it at 19 on a regular road, I just find it very impressive. I think he's a career in, in car racing. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't know how long he was doing it, how far he got. I mean, he could, you know, he, I mean, he had to have it up there for a few minutes, but I mean, that's that's very fast. Yeah, I don't. Know I, mean, how, I think I don't, I'm going to amend it. I'm going to amend the charges here. I'm going to charge him with being the next Dale Earnhardt. I'm going to guilty of that because this kid needs to be picked up by a, by a racing team somewhere because. He obviously knows how to control the vehicle and make it go very fast. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I agree with you. All right. That was guilty or not guilty. We're going to take a short musical interlude. This is one of my favorite songs. It's SOB by Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats. Enjoy. The game's up. You're surrounded. Come out with your hands on your head. Goddamn, I need a drink.
somebody give me a goddamn drink. Son of a bitch! Time to do a little who's buck. <laughs> who's buck this week is a real, real easy call. I don't even have to wait till Saturday or Sunday to make this call. This one is easy. It is the University of Louisville. They went to Houston and laid an egg last night. They got blown out. Houston walked all over them from the first snap of that game to the last. Because when the rankings came out on Tuesday night and they were not in the top four in Clemson, a bunch of their players took Twitter, including Lamar Jackson, most likely the Hoffman winning quarterback of this season. And they were saying things that they, they just didn't believe what was happening, that, that Clemson was still ahead of them, Michigan was still ahead of them, because Clemson and Michigan had lost to unranked teams on Saturday, and their only loss was to now number four ranked Clemson. And I, I kind of saw it. I, I understood where they were coming from because the argument makes some sense. I, I'll give you that Louisville's resume wasn't overly impressive, but they had a win against Florida State. They took Clemson at Clemson to the last play game. But when you go out in Houston and you play the way that team did, you get steamrolled. The argument's over. It's done. Uh, they're out of this. And, you know, that's that's unfortunate. 
unfortunate for them. I kind of wanted to see Lamar Jackson in the playoff because I think him against Alabama would have been unbelievable. I think that would have been an unbelievable football game because of the way that guy can make plays with his legs. But it's done. It's over with. Louisville's out. They're bucked this week. We're going to bring Miguel back in. I want to talk about a, a kind of an interesting story that I saw this week. It's uh, it's not overly serious, but it's something that I kind of found amusing. Uh, a study was done of 1,700 working professionals in Europe and the United States, and they were asked a question. Which of the – they wanted them to rank these four things from the thing that you couldn't live without to the thing you could most live without. Internet, alcohol, sex, and chocolate. And uh, the results initially surprised me a little bit, but the more I thought about it, the more I thought this is kind of a nuanced question. So let me, let me start by asking you, Big Al, rank those one to four things you need most in life the least. Are you, did you say the least? Most to least. Start with the thing you couldn't live without the most and the thing that you don't care if you have to live without. Um, let's start at the bottom first. The, the, the number one thing I could live without is chocolate. Has to be the answer there. Anyone who doesn't put chocolate forth is just a fool. I mean, you know, it's 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 candy, man. I mean, it's sugar, candy, whatever. I mean, if, if you want if you something have sweet, there's plenty of other alternatives. You know, yeah. I mean, if you don't have it, then whatever. It's not the end of the world, one way or the other. Um, what else you got? Sex, internet. It's what? internet, alcohol, sex, and chocolate. Okay. Um, you know, it's it is all individual uh, preference, obviously. obviously. Uh, so, you know, I would have to say, in, you know, uh, uh, this is a hard one. This is hard. It gets hard, you know, when you get when you get to the top three, it gets a little 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 tricky. Uh, the third one I'd have to say, in my case, would be alcohol. Okay. You know, it's nice to have, I like to, to have some drinks, but it's not, you know, I'm not going to have to go crazy if I don't have a drink, you know. <laughs> I'm not going to go crazy for any of these four. Okay, so you're down to internet drink. and sex. Right. And then, you know, I, you know, look, the internet, how do you, how do you, how do you, this is a very, this is very, this is kind of crazy. I mean, it's one of those things, you know. I mean, like you're talking about the internet. A machine going online, it's wonderful, it's nice, doing all different things, whatever. You guess you can do millions of things. But you know, having sex with another individual is a very personal <laughs> it's a very personal thing. It's a little it's a, yeah, I gotta put the internet second. Okay, so you're going sex, internet, alcohol, chocolate. Yep. Wow. All right. So that, that's, that's an interesting uh, take on this. The results of the survey, by the way, of 1,700 working professionals, 40.2% had the Internet number one. 36.6% had sex second. I definitely believe that because they're younger people, and to them, and to them yeah. the Internet is more important. Yeah. 
So it was That's internet at 40.2%, sex at 36.6%, chocolate was third at 143 and alcohol was last at 89 Now, wow. I, I think you're right in one respect that the results of the survey are kind of a, a, a sign of changing times in the country because I'll be honest with you, I struggled with this a little bit. The bottom two were easy for me. Chocolate has to be, has to be last. Uh, anyone who puts chocolate anywhere other than fourth, and I don't know who these people were that put it above alcohol, but it's insane because you can find an adequate substitute if you have a sweet tooth. There are plenty of other things out there that can satisfy that. I, I had sex at number three for me because who wants to have sex without alcohol? I, I don't understand that. That's, that's, well, that's weird. Who wants to have sex sober? Nobody. It's, it's strange. The internet and alcohol for me were very, very, very close. Because the internet pervades every aspect of our lives now. It's our phones. It's tablets. It's our computers. Our TVs now are smart TVs. They have the internet. Gaming consoles have the internet. I, I, it's hard to imagine life today in 2016 without the internet. Having said I, that, I, I really I like, to, I really like to drink. I, I didn't think, say that you can imagine without the internet. What I'm saying is all of this stuff you're saying is true. You know, TV, smart TV, smartphone, uh, you know, uh, iPads, this and that. But sometimes you just need a dumb woman. Wow. Wow. Right, I'm just going to let that another caller. We have another caller calling in on, on that comment. Uh, let's let's bring this, this one in. Caller, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, Cowboy. Well, no, Cowboy I'm not just again. In the ass. What is what's your name? Dwight. Dwight, what what do you have from this? What do I have from this? I, I agree with you completely. Not in a particular order. No. I don't agree with you, Big Al. I agree with Cowboy Mike. Internet. You're number one. It's like oxygen. You can't live without it. You, it's everything hard. you do it surrounds, it surrounds the Internet. You have to have Internet. I'd like you to go a day or two with no Internet. You'd have a big problem. You'd have a major problem. Internet's one. Chocolate, well, definitely four. I mean, they all may be having a lot. Who, who's doing that? Who's saying? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Let's be real. And people that are doing it are full shit. They're not really. It's, they, who's doing that? They're still going on the internet. They're probably looking at porn. They're doing stuff on the internet. Come on. That's just the way the world is. Well, Two, I actually, I actually went with alcohol ahead of the internet. To be totally honest here, because I, I feel like if I had to give one of them up. I don't have a substitute for the alcohol. I just don't. I feel like if I didn't have the internet, I would not be a happy person, but I could watch TV a lot. Maybe I'd be one of those weird people that reads like five newspapers a day. I don't know. Mm. But I, it was very, very yeah. close to the one and two spot. But I went alcohol, internet, sex, chocolate. Big Al obviously feels a little bit differently than, than we do. Obviously. That's because I grew Alcohol. up in an era that didn't have the internet. Well, so did I. So did I. God, you Sorry. are old. 
Yes, I am. Wow. Old. All right, all right. I'm let's not saying I'm not old. It it's civil, but it's true. But now that you have it, you can't give it up. You can't nobody give up what you have. Give it up. They, they, nobody said give it up. They said, how do you rate it? Correct. How that would wasn't you rate it? What question. would you give That's up? What, that, that wasn't the survey question. What I'm essentially saying to you is the number one item on your list has to be the thing that you can't live without. It has to Internet. be your number one. That's my number one. That's my number one. Internet. Alcohol is okay. three. I can I can live without alcohol. It's not a priority. I don't have to have alcohol. Oh, you're a teetotaler. I take okay. it. Away. That's your opinion. Of course, it's my opinion. That's why they take surveys. It's people's opinions. Well, just speaking saying. for my wife. She can only do – I'll do two things. Chocolate, and that's chocolate is number one. That's chocolate and me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, considering that your wife is also – considering your wife is also my mother, I'm not entirely certain about the second one. But I put myself <laughs> – I did put myself second. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's very great of you. You're a humble man. Behind the chocolate. <laughs> Yeah, chocolate's dead last. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I agree. I don't know how chocolate came in third in this survey by six points ahead of alcohol. I don't. I just get it. You can find other things. Eat pie. Eat some ice cream. I, I don't get it. There are probably more women in the survey than men. But if that was the case, wouldn't you think that sex would be ranked lower? Or do you mm, think that men depends. overwhelmingly voted for sex? I think men overwhelmingly voted for sex. And women overwhelmingly voted for chocolate. Hmm. And they both lie. How are and they both lying? on the age group. Big Al, how, well, how are they I, both lying? I agree with him slightly on that. Men would say sex just because they feel like that's the right answer to sex. But I don't well, because really I, my initial reaction, I'll, I'll tell you, when I first read this story, my initial reaction was that sex had to be number one. And then the more that I thought about it, uh, I mean, how many times do you actually have sex versus how often you use the Internet or, in my case, consume first of alcohol? All, what, are you, what are you talking about? A couple minutes here or there? What are you talking about here? The Internet is all right. day long right. from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to bed. It's all day long every day. By the way, I'm interesting just, note there, Dwight's husband lasts a couple of minutes. That's not what I said. I'm saying I mean, – You said a couple of minutes here or there. Here or there. So Mr. Dwight. Well, what do you have, sex Mr. all day? You have jobs. You, you're busy. The internet you have, you have is extremely life. addictive. We know that. It's extremely addictive. Obviously. But the difference, between, the difference between me and most of the population <laughs> – I have Most. no addictive personality whatsoever. Well, I do. I'm so how would you to, describe your personality? I'm addicted. I can do one thing a million times a day for two years and then never do it again the rest of my life. I, I'm going to say that you are addicted to one thing. I'm a very special person. I think you're addicted to you. <laughs> Agreed. I think you're definitely addicted to some you. I'm a very unique person. I should You're be I should be studied. 
I should be studied by a team of doctors around the clock. I would agree with that assessment. I think doctors should be studying you, but probably for different reasons. Well, I get addicted to things very quickly. I have Who all doesn't? kinds of addictions. Moderation Me, is, is I don't. You don't you you're not really living if you're doing things in moderation. You got to go all out. All out. I don't do anything in moderation. If I do something, I do it. If I don't, I don't. I don't care one way or the other. All right. All right. So, while I've got you both on the phone, let's uh let's move on from this survey to a a little bit of of politics here. Uh did you both see the news today that uh Ford has announced that they're going to abandon their plans to move manufacturing to Mexico and keep it in the United States. And also Apple has said they're going to start building iPhones in America. Is this attributable to Donald Trump? I don't know that it's attributable to Donald Trump, but the very second, but it's good news. It's good news for Americans. It's not exactly. As far as Apple is concerned, that's a long way to go. Because well, it's better um, than it was a few months ago. Foxconn, the the company that builds parts of the iPhone, from what I hear, there are literally hundreds and hundreds of components to build in an iPhone, and all of those components are built in different places in China, so they'd all have to come to this country. And from what I read and heard, the iPhone would become way more expensive than what it is. Whether that's ever going to happen, I don't know. It sounds nice, but I don't know if that's really going to happen. And the right, Ford so... thing, the Ford thing, I I'm getting different reads on that. I heard somebody somebody report that. Sources? I heard someone report that it's only going to be the uh, the uh, certain Ford vehicles, the small vehicle compact models will be made. In Mexico, because no, the, the, okay. let me let me clarify this. The plan was originally for Ford that they were going to move their compact vehicle assembly to Mexico and keep the truck division in the United States. They have now said that they are not moving anything to Mexico and they're keeping it all in in the United States. And what are they going the to Ford do with family, ones that are already there? I I don't know what they're doing with the ones that are already there. That wasn't the story, so I I don't know. But the Ford family are. Uh, well-known Trump supporters. So do you think that maybe they're, they're trying to help him out here a little bit? Well, maybe. If, if, yeah. I mean, if that's, if that's all true and, and, you know, I'm just saying, if it's all true, yeah, then it's a good thing. Sure. And uh, I don't rapid. know if they're doing it. I don't think they're doing it to help him, but I mean, it obviously, of course it's helping him. I mean, he said he's going to keep jobs here and bring them back. And so, yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. There has to be something to it because, You've got those two companies saying those things, which are obviously positive news. Then you also, I mean, the stock market is at record highs. The dollar is at the highest mm-hmm. point it's been since the 80s. Um, hopefully, lending gets a little bit easier. Money gets a little bit free. Um, let's do a little rapid fire. Big Al, who do you think he's going to put in Secretary of State? That's the big job out there right now. He hasn't named who you got. I think he's going to, I, I kind of feel, this is weird, but I kind of feel he's going with Romney. Ooh, hot take. I do. Why? I don't think he's bringing Romney across the country to go to New Jersey and spend the weekend with him just to just to Nobody make up to and, or whatever 
or offer him something. First of all, Romney's a guy that's been around a long time. You're not going to offer him some stupid job because he's not going to take it. So I don't know. I think I think he's going to offer him the Secretary of State job. I, that's my feeling. Which Dwight, I think what do you got? Who do you big... think? I'm agreeing with Big Al. Two Romneys. I'm agreeing. I think it would be Why? a big feather in his cap if he does that. I do. He would look very what he's saying is making sense. That's the first. Well, he would look very magnetic if he were to do that. Yes, and I would. kind of agree with you that I don't think he's flying him across the country just for them to sit down and talk because they've already had a telephone conversation. So I feel like they buried the hatchet over the phone. Also, I think that Mitt Romney would objectively be a very good secretary of state. He is a statesman. He's a diplomatic guy. He fits the bill. When there was talk of Rudy Giuliani getting that job, I didn't see it. Rudy Giuliani's a hothead. He's a loose cannon. Mitt Romney, he kind of fits the bill. I think you can trust him on the world stage. I think he's a he's a cool guy. Where do you think Rudy's going? Rudy belongs in Homeland Security. That's where he belongs. That's where I thought he belonged. I wrote that in a blog the morning after the election. Rudy Giuliani is associated with one thing in this country, and that is for 11 he runs a security company now. He has for several years. He is tailor-made to run Homeland Security. I, I think that's where he belongs. You think that'll happen? I think it should happen. I think that that's, I think Trump's going to give him a post. And look, the bottom line is people can bluster all they want about, well, I want this job, I want that job. At the end of the day, when the president of the United States or president-elect in this case asks you to serve, the vast majority of people – don't say no. No. And they have a friendship, a relationship that goes back many, many, many years. So I, I, I don't see Rudy Giuliani turning that job down. I think he'd be fantastic in that role. I think that's that's the spot for him. Big guy, you got anything else? No, I, I don't know. Done. I mean, uh, Time's running out. I think you're going to find that out very, very, very soon within the next few days because yeah, the spots are getting the spots are getting picked very quickly now. Yeah, Jeff Sessions, AG, you know, Mike Flynn, National Security Advisor. There isn't filled. too many. You know, you got Secretary of Defense, you got uh, uh, Homeland Security, and yep. uh, Secretary of uh, State. So, I mean, you got three there, and if state goes, you just got defense and homeland security. And, All right. You know, Giuliani, I would say, has got to get one of them. And I, I can't see him as secretary of defense, but no, I, I don't can't know. Either. He's not a military guy. Uh, yeah, I know. So, All right. I think you we're in agreement on that. And the fast law. All right. That has been this week's episode of the Cowboy Rides again. Again, this weekend, tomorrow we're going to be at the rodeo. Videos on Periscope, Facebook. We're going to have them on Twitter, at Mr. Cowboy Mike, MR Cowboy Mike. We'll have it up on the blog real soon. Uh, thank you all for listening. Like, share, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. Everybody, have a good weekend.